there's also a lot of talk around about the world's richest greyhound race, which will be conducted at Wentworth Park tonight. If you win this race, you get a million dollars, which is quite unbelievable. And uh, Wayne Billett, the deputy CEO of uh, Greyhound Racing New South Wales, joins us now to kick off Giddy Up on this Friday morning. Wayne, thanks very much for your time. What a time to be alive. Barrister, uh, thank you for the opportunity to come onto your show. It's always appreciated. Yeah, it's exciting for us. Uh, it's you know our pinnacle event um, in in New South Wales, and um, yeah, the sixth running of the chase, and it just gets it just keeps on building momentum and that excitement um, around the series, which you know, we couldn't be happier with, to be honest. And I think it works well just being in Sydney and then being in Melbourne throughout the the series. Um, the build up's been amazing, and the, the storylines have been out of this world, really. And I love the, especially those human interest stories that the, the million dollar chase has provided this year, but to have the Everest on the Saturday and the million dollar chase on the Friday night, I think that works for your race. Um, how have you found that this year? Gareth, for us, it's, if you're a racing enthusiast, there's nothing better, right? Um, than, yeah. than having these type of events together. And for the racing purists and that, we think it's you know they go hand in hand with each other. Um, there'd be there's plenty of people coming into the city uh, for the racing weekend, and that allows us to bring people into our um, sport and our industry and to showcase our top line um, people. Um, you know, not only the participants but obviously the greyhounds as well. So for us, it's a perfect fit, to be honest. Yeah, and the other part about the this series that I think it works, and probably not so much for some of the interstate trainers, but. For a greyhound like a, a postman, Pat, for instance, that started off his career in New Zealand, went to Jason Thompson. Jason still plays a part with postman Pat, but the New South Wales trainers, because of the way that the series is set up, they get an opportunity basically to get some of the best dogs in their kennels, and it might only be for a couple of months um, throughout this, this series, but they get an opportunity to train these wonderful dogs in a bid to win this million-dollar chase. Our industry is based on a lot of hobby people and people who yeah. who will do it for a bit of fun, right? So it's really important that as an industry we support and give them opportunities. So you know the concept really hasn't. You know, when we originated the concept, that was all about how do we embrace our people regardless of where they're from. And over the years, we've been able to take it to different parts of the state. Like in the last year or two, we've taken it to Broken Hill. And who would have thought in Broken Hill that you had Mark Gelbridge and Robbie Britton, um, you know, two of the leading trainers, um, if not in, you know, in Victoria, if not the country, um, target the Broken Hill series to get their dogs to qualify for this. I mean, normally those sort of dogs don't go to those sorts of venues. And you see that up in the Northern Rivers where you have the good Queensland dogs, you know, Jay's, Jay Magistrate, and those dogs come down into Queensland. So what it does is it allows um, our participants in industry to be able to see these other great dogs from interstate come into these regional areas and compete. Um, and just that just creates a part of the excitement and the theatre of what the series is all about. Yeah, I totally agree. And you mentioned the, the country areas get a chance to see some of the best dogs and the best trainers head to their regions. And I remember having a chat on, on Giddy Up with Bromham Welsh. And to me, this is why I love racing. It doesn't matter what code. And now Bromham Welsh is in her early 60s. She's a hobby trainer. She's based at Mildura. Now, her closest greyhound track in Mildura is Horsham, which is three hours away, basically. Oh, no, it's Broken Hill, in fact. So Horsham's just over three hours. Broken Hill is their closest track. So if they go and trial the dog, 
they have to travel at least three hours to allow their dog to have a trial. So that's dedication itself. Um, but Bronwyn was telling us the story. She, she rocked up to Broken Hill and she saw Robbie Britton and Mark Delbridge and she was just in awe of those two wonderful preparers of a greyhound. And she turned up with her dog and Kruger Lass and she's been a great buy for, for Bronwyn Walsh and she usually misses the kick and she did that night a little bit, but she found a way to win. And Bronwyn Walsh, that was her dream. That was her magical moment in her training career, the sport that she loves so much, the sport that she puts in so much time for. And then all of a sudden, she's got a dog in a, in a semi-final of a million-dollar chase. And then she tells us the story that she's never been to Sydney. She's never been to Wentworth Park. And she's got to make that 10 to 11-hour trip down that highway to compete against some of the best trainers and the best dogs in the world. And for me... That's what this race is all about. Um, and Kruger last didn't qualify for the final, of course, but that's what dreams are made of. And she she was able to to live her dream by winning a race in, at Broken Hill, which I think is terrific. And you can't write a better script than that, right? No. That, that's, that, that epitomises what our industry is all about. Those people, the dedication, as you said, they take the time out, they go and they trial their dogs at the venue, sometimes not only once but twice. They put the time and effort in. And, you know, that story in itself just says it all. And what also that story says that, you know, for those people who have those type of dogs in them areas, that they can be competitive and there is the opportunity. So in that scenario, then sets the platform for future people in them areas to say, listen, you know what, if Bromwell could do it, guess what? You know what, we can do this as well. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is embracing that. Uh, and obviously we have a lot of other supporting events around the chase as well so it's about just supporting that network of people and continue and you're right those human interest stories are just sensational i was reading a story in the paper in, in sydney today and it mentioned the the dramatic rise of the everest and how far this race has come and now it's the premier race in sydney when i was growing up it was the golden easter egg for for greyhound participants are known as their dream especially if they were in new south wales was to win the egg do you think now in, the, in its sixth year that the, the Million Dollar Chase has surpassed the Golden Egg with innovation that this is the number one race now in your state? Nothing to take away from the egg. The egg has a fantastic tradition in our sport and is still seen as, as one of the pinnacle events that uh, any trainer wants to win with their greyhound. Um, you know, that's, that's where we want to get to. So I think now that, you know, those sort of events are on level pegging, um, they're different types of concepts, which is, which is great again. Um, so, yeah, that's the whole idea. These races take a little bit of while to build momentum and get, get where they need to be to find their niche in, in, within the industry in the racing calendar. And there's no doubt in time that, you know, as this evolves, uh, that, it, it, that it is our pinnacle event. And there's some terrific racing tonight. Not only is it the Million Dollar Chase, but we've got the Sydney Cup final at Group 2 level. I like, This is nearly my favourite race of the night outside of the, the Million Dollar Chase. We've got the Young Star final and the Veterans also, the Masters final, um, which is a terrific series. Some of the Greyhounds can turn back the clock and win a big race. So um, there's a consolation, of course, of the Million Dollar Chase as well. So a terrific night of chasing action at the best venue in the country at Wentworth Park for Greyhound Racing. Who wins the, the Million Dollar Chase? Postman Pat and Jay's Jay, the Queenslander and the New Zealander. Now, I say he's a New Zealander because he started off his career in New Zealand then went to Jason Thompson in Victoria. But um, who wins this year's Million Dollar Chase? 
or is there a winner outside those two two greyhounds fighting for favouritism? Not normally that great, Gareth. Um, so I definitely, I generally put the mocker on something. But you're right. The depth of racing tonight across the ten races is unparalleled. It's just absolutely high quality. Uh, but for the Ladbrokes Million Dollar Chase, I'm going to go with something uh, with that adds a little bit of value. Uh, I'm going to go with the seven One Hot Bandit. Um, Going to start from the reserves last week. Uh, I just think he's just drawn well. Um, and if he can just get this in at that first turn, because inside there, that might be just because of the nature of the dogs that are drawn on the inside, there just might be that fraction of a hold up there. So I think that might give one hot bandit a real good crack at him. So I'm going to go for a bit of value with one hot bandit tonight. All right, Wayne, and I can't wait to get out to Wentworth Park. We're live throughout the night on SEN Track and all of our platforms. Corey Smith will be joining me. I'm looking forward to catching up with all of the participants, telling those wonderful stories, um, getting all of the emotion there as well after victory in a million-dollar chase or a, a Masters final or a Sydney Cup. It, it, it's going to be some night. The atmosphere will be electric. And, um, yeah, we're just proud from an SEN track point of view. And um, we're thankful with um, with you guys there at Greyhound Racing New South Wales to allow us to – to, to cover this this wonderful night, the night of night of greyhound racing. Pleasure, and uh, I look forward to seeing you trackside tonight, and uh, it should be an absolute cracking night. We'll have a chat then, mate. We appreciate your time, Wayne. Thank you. There's Wayne Bill at the Deputy CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Simon Orchard is our form guru for greyhound racing in New South Wales, of course, here on Giddy Up, and he joins us now. For his preview of the Million Dollar Chase, Simon, good morning to you. Uh, I reckon you would have jumped out of bed with a couple of springs in your legs today. <laughs> yeah, g'day, uh, Gareth. I just heard Wayne Billet put the uh, put the mock on one up it. So good luck to Andy Lord taking out his second Million Dollar Chase. No, I did, mate. It's, it's a wonderful night. Uh, I know there's a lot happening around many of the codes at the moment, mate, but you only have to look at this card. Ten races kicking off just after six o'clock and... You've gone through a couple of them there. The young stars for the for the young dogs, of course. The maiden for some dogs that we haven't seen a lot of. The Masters Media was a wonderful concept from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. And some of these dogs, Gareth, would honestly not look out of place in a million-dollar chase yeah. final at their absolute best. And then, of course, you've got the Consolation, the Sydney Cup. And then the big one, mate, just before 8.30. Cannot wait to get to Wenty Park. And you're right, there's something special about driving in by well, Wenty Park in general. So historic, so much history. Uh, it's a wonderful place to go. But on nights like this, mate, there's a certain buzz in the air. So I cannot wait to get down there. Yeah, so for mine, when you have a look at great sporting venues in this country, so Flemington and Randwick are the highlights in racing, especially Flemington. You, you walk into Flemington, it's got that aura about it. Like, you, you know that there's there's something special about that place. The MCG is the holy grail for sport in this country. Um, there's no doubt about that. And you go to Lords, of course, um, in England, and they've all got that special touch about them. And I think for greyhound racing, it's Wentworth Park. It's in the heart of Sydney. It's got a great history, the sport. And I think this is the big advantage that greyhound racing New South Wales have is that they've got a venue like Wentworth Park because it, it allows the sport in a way to remain relevant in, in one of the, the greatest cities of the world. And you don't have to travel too far. You can come for a bit of a holiday. You can stay at some wonderful places in Sydney. And you can just stroll down to Wentworth Park to enjoy a terrific night of chasing action. It's got that wonderful aura about it as well, Wenny Park. Yeah, it sure does, G. And, you know, a lot of those 
venues you mentioned have been modernised, I guess, or had additions over the years to make them more participant or spectator-friendly, I guess you would say. But Wentworth Park, mate, there's still, still a lot of relics from the past there. And it's just great to get down there. Every time I, I, I go and talk to some of the old participants, they talk about the time when the bookies would line from end to end, both sides of the track. And you just you can't even picture it now. It's changed a little bit, mate. Obviously, a lot of our, uh, our punters and our fans are watching from home in the comfort of their own lounge room. But if you get a chance to get down, especially on Saturday nights, I know we're racing tonight, uh, ahead of what is a big race card of the Everest tomorrow. But normally on a Saturday, mate, people come from the races across and they've had yeah. a whale of a time at the thoroughbreds and then they head on down to the dogs just to continue on enjoying themselves. And you mentioned that beautiful location. I can almost guarantee our dogs' coverage tonight will start with, <laughs> with a panning out shot of Centrepoint Tower or, or some of the old buildings yeah. around Wenty there and we'll end up on the track. And it really is picturesque. The fish market just around the corner is still undergoing some renovations but I tell you what once that's finished mate there'll be no reason for people who are in the area not to just drop in and see what's going on if you've never seen a dog race it's a beautiful place to watch and hopefully we can fill it out tonight because we've got Shannon Noel obviously entertaining the crowd and he draws uh, a big group of people wherever he goes. Can't wait for that how do we back a winner first of all go through your specials there on million dollar chase night there at Wentworth Park. Yeah look obviously there's heaps uh, heaps of good racing on look I think and the price is probably a bit short at the moment. But race two, number one, Zipping Megatron, mate. Absolutely missed the kick last week in the heat for this uh, million-dollar chase mate and ended up running around 30 seconds flat. But it trialled in 29.5, Gareth. So, look, all it has to do is get out. Last week, honestly, it looked like a, tro- a shopping trolley with no wheels. That's how um, how helter-skelter it was at the start. I think the price is probably too short. But if it drifts a little bit, Zipping Megatron looks a really good bet from the one box for Jace Magri. So that's race two, number one. We move on to uh, race five, uh, the Masters Media for the older dogs. Really like the look of Aston Barrick out wide. So that's race five, number eight. Doesn't really love pressure, this dog. So likes to race from the pinks. Got a really good record. 15 starts for five wins and four minors. And I just think from the draw, might be able to stay out of the ruck. If it can get a nice run around, it doesn't mind being three or four off the fence going through the first turn. So race five, number eight. Aston Barrick, and I think you'd be getting a bit of a better price than some of the dogs near the inside. The Sydney Cup, mate, race six, number one, Zohar Bale. Look, I think Zipping Vanessa deserves favouritism. She was brilliant last week out on the arm. Ritza Piper did the same thing. I think the collective margin in the heats, Gareth, was about 20 lengths for these two dogs. So you, you look at that on paper and think, well, who's going to overturn it? Zohar Bale, much better drawn today in box one. Mark Delbridge, Obviously, we know how much he's achieved in the Greyhound game. I just think Zohar Bar was really running on well late in the heats last week. So race six, number one, Zohar Bar. Wouldn't mind having a bet there. And then, of course, we get to the big one, mate. Race eight, the million-dollar chase final. I like Jay's Jay. Now, uh, look, box to perfection, seven starts from the stripes for six wins in a second. That only miss came over a shorter trip, Gareth. And I really think last week we saw the best of this uh, brilliant Queensland, a 29.45 which will win the million-dollar chase if he can repeat that tonight. I know Postman Pat's the spruik dog. There's a lot of chat about just how good he was last week considering he's only had one or two looks at the track. He went 29.58. I really think it's going to be on in earnest to the first turn. If Postman Pat jumps like he did uh, last week and goes 5.41 to the first mark, he's probably going to lead. And then it's just a matter of whether anything can get around him. JSJ wasn't that quick to the first point last week. Uh, I guess if you wanted some value, I know Wayne Billett tipped one hot bandit. I don't mind Tinker Norm, uh, G. You go back and look okay. at the replay and some of the some of the older um, 
blokes who've been around the game for a long time have messaged me this week saying, just go have a look at that again. He went by the kennels on the first turn. He was three, four, five wide. He had no right to win the race. Uh, he trialled at the track in 30 and 40, G, and I think a lot of people looked at that and went, well, hang on, this dog can't win. Uh, had a couple looks at the trial, and it just looked like he was on a Sunday stroll around. I spoke to Craig Burns yesterday. He reckons the dog is cherry ripe, and he, he made a good point. He said, how many dogs have come up against Postman Pat uh, three times and beaten him twice? Tinker Norm yeah. is one of the only dogs. So, look, if you want a bit of value, I think Tinker Norm last check was about the $8 price and $2 the place from box six. I think he's a good each-way bet, but I really like Jay's Jay from the good draw, the great kennel, and dog who we already know is a superstar. I think tonight he can be the first Queensland winner of the Million Dollar Chase. Good on you, mate. We appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you tonight when we're live there on SEN Track at Wentworth Park for Million Dollar Chase Night. Appreciate that, mate. Cheers. Time to welcome in Nick Ashburn from TheBeatenFavourite.com, the great tip-off, and, of course, the co-host of the Sydney set on 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1170. Each and every Saturday morning from 7am, you can listen to Mickey Gann and Nick Ashman also on the SEN app. Nick, good morning to you. What a day it promises to be tomorrow, mate. There's so much to cover, but we're only going to concentrate on a couple of races. The two big races, the Everest and the Caulfield Guineas. So we'll start off with the Everest, mate. As I say, good morning to you. Looking at the Bet365 market, we've got I Wish I Win now into 460. Money for him overnight. Private Eye 650 with Bet365. Think about it, still the favourite at four twenty, over past twelve dollars, but it's not just fifteen. Hawaii five oh thirteen dollars in secret twelve, Espiona fifteen, Shinzo seventeen, and cylinder eight dollars fifty. Who wins this year's Everest, mate? Yeah, morning G. Uh, big weekend, isn't it? I wish I win. Uh, he got out to six dollars at one point yesterday. That was just ridiculous odds. I I'm going against the grain here. I know a lot of people are saying barrier one's bad for him, but I I think 12 months ago it probably would have been because he would have been cluttered back in a fast-run race with horses all around him. But on Saturday, we've got a slowly-run race forecast with only overpass the likely leader. So, therefore, I just think if he drew a wide gate, he probably has to go all the way back to the tail of the field. Whereas from barrier one, I think Luke can be relatively neutral out of the barriers and he can land not too far off the pace. Yes, there's a small traffic issue coming around the home turn, but if he gets out, he'll beat them because he's better than them. He's got the best record in the race and the best times. We don't know where the ceiling is. We think about it. Uh, we'll find out in the next 24 hours or so. The other horse I think is a little bit forgotten in the race is in secret. I was surprised. My database kept on throwing her up. I kept on seeing number nine. I'm like, why is it doing it? Uh, I think the four weeks between runs will really work for her. I know she won a new market off two weeks, but data sort of suggesting maybe that little three-week gap or four-week gap is better for in secret. And you've got to remember, she ran an enormous rating first up over 1,000 metres behind Remark. And maybe gone touch flat there second up. Don't forget, she was the $3.10 favourite against Private Eye in the shorts. And now you're getting double figures about her. So I think she's the forgotten horse there, mate. All right, then. Caulfield Guineas, you've got Militarised 260. It's to party out to $4. There's money for Shalite, $13, bet three six five, And they keep coming for the Blake Sheer Nick Ryan horse in Woofie. Now into $13 with Bet365 made in the guineas. I've been told uh, that some very sharp hunters on Wolfie as well. So that's something that you definitely want to take note of. I look, the two I've honed in on here, I just can't go past Militarise. Similar to I wish I win, but, but different, same, same, but different. He's got those map issues where you're not quite sure where he's going to end up. and He's going to need a touch of luck. He's going to need the luck in the first 400 metres, whereas I think probably for I wish I win, it's in the last 400 and with a militarised, the key is 
can he just get in without having to go right back to the tail of the field? But I sort of think, Gareth, even if he has to go right back, the last 200 metre split that he's run first up in the run to the rose and then second up in the golden rose were phenomenal. And this is a horse we know gets a mile. He's not out there to prove himself at this trip. He's a group two, group one winner at a mile at two years of age. The other horse in the race is the one you just touched on, Sheelight. Oh, desperate for this horse to have a, a decent barrier. He's drawn outside of Militarise and probably goes back with him. But that gives him a horse to follow. Now, whether he can give a start to Militarise and beat him, I don't think so. But he's a very, very good horse, and I think he's still underrated. And had he drawn a gate, I probably would have had him on top. Okay, it's going to be a great race. So you're with Militarise, the Sydney Cider, for Chris Waller mm. and Joe Muro. What's your best bets there tomorrow, mate? Yeah, best bet for me, race four, number eight, uh, Rose Quartz. She comes out of a super race. That Vivian's flying and running really good times, blowing up most databases around the joint. Um, and her second up form's a bit misleading. Second up last campaign on a soft seven. She's much better on top of the ground. I think she's going really well, and I think Graham Bed can get her back into the winner's circle on Saturday. Uh, also going to have something each way in the mind and power, race seven, number five. He's a shocker. Uh, I thought he was pretty good first up behind Sulcum in the Headley. And then had no luck in the naturalism last time out when four wide, no cover. He's a total forgive. He's got a sense of timing about him. I'm not sure if he's good enough to beat Alligator Blood if Alligator Blood's near his best. But I'll tell you what, each way at 20 bucks is worth a bet. And then my best bet all day anywhere in Australia, Randwick Race 3, number four, Arctic Glamour. She ran the best last 1,000, 800, 600, 400 and 200 of the day when winning first up. And her overall time was seven lengths inside the standard. This is a, not just a stakes horse. I think she's a minimum group two, group three horse, and she might even make it to the elite level this campaign. She'll be winning their race three at Randwick. Just quickly, mate, about 30 seconds I've got, but what about this track at Caulfield with the rain around? How do you think it'll play? What range will it be at? Very good drying track. I think we'll be back into the good range at some okay. point during the day, hopefully before the first, but if not, we'll get there at some point. Thank God for that. Amelia's jewels $1.10 then. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, Nick. Caulfield Guineas Day there tomorrow in Melbourne. Morfinville also in Adelaide. Mitchy Lewis joins us now here on uh, Giddy Up's Metro Bag of Tips. Hello to you, Mitch. We'll start off with Caulfield. What's your best there on Guineas Day, mate? Well, what's your first bet anyway? Yeah, morning, Gareth. I'll kick us off in race three. I'm going to be with number eight, Carini. So we know I've been a big fan of that horse. He was the last start winner over the 1,700. And to me, he's a proven stayer who's going to appreciate going up in trip now to the 2,400. I said yesterday uh, on the weekend preview, he's, he's second in a listed race at Deauville over back in France over the 2,500 metres. So I think he's flying under the radar. I think he'll be competitive in some of our strongest staying events. So I think we can have four units on him. I think he's got the class sort of staying form from the UK, uh, the European all right, then. So four units on Danny O'Brien's Galloper Carini, looking to book his place into a Caulfield Cup. Then what do we do after that? Race seven, number one, Alligator Blood. I think he's the standout star in this race. We know he's a wait for age group one winner. Um, you could knock the 2,000 metres, but I think the way he hit the line over the 1,800 metres last start suggests he's going to get that fine. And the only other two... 2,000 metre races he's attempted. He's come up against the likes of Animo and I'm Thunderstruck. So I think you'll find this field much easier. And the way he's going, if he gets a soft run from barrier three, he's see out this 2,000 metres fine. So we'll have three units on him, Gareth. So three units on the Alligator and your final special there at Caulfield? Gareth, it's got to be race 10, number three, Amelia's Jewel, doesn't it? I just yes. think he is going to be one of the stars of the spring. I think the way 
she showed her adaptability leading at Mooney Valley to me, suggests that she can just do whatever she wants type thing. The race map for me was the key for her in this race. There's going to be a lot of speed, and I think it's going to set her up perfectly from that barrier 12. I think she'll peel out and find the best part in the middle of the straight there in that last race, and I think she's going to be going on to bigger and better things. So we need to have five units on her, don't we, Gareth? Yeah, 100%. She's a good thing. I think Amelia's Jill. Just quickly run through your tips at Morpherville. Morpherville, race one, number two, lose some, win more. He's a maiden. He's a bit short, but he um, he ran his debut in some slick time. So we can have three units on him. Race four, yep, number yep. three, Aruga Mama, a classy runner who gets up to the 1600, which is going to suit her. She's the best of the day there. We'll have three on her. And then race nine, number five, Alpine Flyer, drops down in grade after running a pretty good race in the Balaclava Cup. She's worth two-unit play as well. All right, mate. Hopefully it's to fill up for your followers there, Mitchie Lewis in Adelaide and Melbourne tomorrow. Thanks for that. Thanks, mate. You have a good weekend and good luck out there, punters. The superstar from Winning Edge Investments, Dean Evans. Dino, I guess you'd be pretty excited, mate. It's like Christmas for us racing lovers, especially if you've got a horse in the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, yeah, look, uh, can't really hide the excitement. It's um, it's going to be an incredible day. Massive, massive racing with you know, three Group 1 races in, at Caulfield and, and then the Everest and the King Charles at uh, at Randwick. It's just a, an absolutely insanely good uh, race day for yeah. for punters and horse lovers alike. And, um, and yeah, it's exciting to have a runner in one of the big ones. Let's get stuck into the preview. We'll start with the three Group 1s at Caulfield. First of all, the Might and Power Stakes. Alligator Blood 230 with Bet 365. Just Fine 360. Joads 460. Double figures for the rest. Who wins the might and power, mate? Yeah, look, pretty good on our roll for this race. Cox Plate lead up. Uh, you know, Winks, Ben Battle, Ocean Park, Atlantic Jewelable won this race. Um, they usually come off a two or three week break, um, but there's a pretty mixed, mixed sort of lead up pattern for winners in this race. So I'm, I'm betting around Alligator Blood. I think. Um, you know, he was good winning the Underwood last start, but he sort of won it last year and he was beaten sort of two lengths in this race. It's a strong 2,000 metres of the query. Um, I'm also just got a bit of a query with Just Fine. Sort of won the Metrop last start with 50, but sort of comes up to wait for age. So so I'm looking around them at, at the prices. I thought Jouet, you know, just hit the line really impressively um, in the Underwood last start. His sectionals, uh, you know, were really good, around plus 8.6 for the last um, 800. I think she's going really well and starting to, to find her peak and, uh, quite clean, keen on Jouet here. And, you know, Lindemann's been disappointing, but um, but he can improve a little bit. Nonconformist um, sort of isn't out of it. So it's, it's just a race where I want to sort of bet around, uh, you know, the alligator blood and just fine, I think, with, with a couple of chinks in their armour here. And, and I think Jouet could be the one. Now, in the Caulfield Guineas, militarised 260. He's been solid enough with the bet 365 market. King Colorado, your horse at $9. The party's out to $4. V817. Shalite's been solid at thirteen. Sent to fight nineteen dollars. Woofy, they keep on backing him. Everyone wants to tip me. Woofy, thirteen dollars, and then Verdad twenty nine dollars. Who wins the guineas? Yeah, look, it's a it's a pretty good guineas. It's um you know they usually come off either the Golden Rose um, or the uh, or the guineas prelude that's to party one to to win this race. Uh, you know, interested in the money for Wolfie. I can see why his, his sectionals and all his runs have been really sort of exceptional. He's run the quickest last 600 in his last of the day in his last three runs, but it has been lower grade. Probably the, the, the test for him is no horse in the last 12 years has won this race in its first prep. And so I think, 
Um, that's going to be the challenge for Wolfie. Uh, there's plenty of speed here with Lindbergh, Rock Empire, Griffith, Adam, V8, probably all pushing forward. So I think they're all going to get their chance. By this time of the day with the rail out and a little bit of rain last night, yesterday, you know, I think they'll be sweeping uh, by the time they come to it. It's pretty hard to go past Militarise. Um, only had seven starts, already won three group ones. Joe Mamera sticks. Um, he sort of just his, his sectionals in the Golden Rose were unbelievable, and I think um, you know he's the one to beat. Really, really difficult to beat. Uh, King Colorado, you know, obviously biased, but I thought he'd sort of been kept fresh his first two runs. They finally started to screw him down. This has always been the target race. Um, you know, he gets the visors on the first time here, and I always thought visors or the blinkers would sort of help him a bit. Uh, so he's certainly got the ability to win, and, and I think the other one. Um, it could be a smoky year as Stentify. He just ran really good closing sectionals in, in his first two runs as prep. And then, you know, his third beating the neck in the, in the Guineas prelude and, um, was probably a bit close and hit the front a bit early. Um, you know, the blinkers come off here and uh, he worked really well um, against King Colorado recently. And he just sort of profiles well uh, fourth up having his fourth run um, with some of those sort of having their first prep and, and probably don't have the class. So I think Militarise, absolutely the one to beat and probably the dangers at King Colorado, uh, Centify, and then obviously Stapati. In the Turak Handicap, we've got the inevitable, the Tassie Star, $9 with bet 365. Amelia's jeweled 220 so she's definitely at a backable price. Pinstripe, the Fee and Stakes winner at $17, and Tino, the Queensland Star, at $7. Attrition. It's been set for this race at $23. Pride of Jenny that gave Amelia's jewel a bit of a fright the other day. Well, not a fright. Well, a run for her money anyway at $11. And then we've got here to shock at $16, who definitely gave Antino a fright the other day in the Sandown Stakes. And then Amendable at $17. Your thoughts there on the Turak, Dean? Yeah, probably probably three strong winning chances to my eye. You know, Amelia's jewel, obviously, a superstar mare. You know, on the talent and rating, she's clearly the horse to beat. I think the, the only knock really I have on her is just that mares have a really ordinary record in this race. In the last 12 editions, um, there's been one mare that's run a place, um, and, and, and they just don't have a particularly good record in this race. She's, she's weighted pretty well, um, you know, um, in terms of we should be at, at weight for age, though. There's some horses that, that might get the drop of her. I think there's one danger, Antino. There's one nine from 11. He was strong winning at group three level last start. He's got 54 and a half here. There's a big weight swing compared to what it would be at, at weight for age level. And if there's a chance for Antino uh, to beat Amelia Jewell, obviously, then it's, it's going to be uh, tomorrow. He sort of he peaks and gets better with every run. His, his rating profile really shows that. And he also gets better as he, as he gets up and trips. So the mile's going to be perfect. So I do think Antino could be one to knock her off. And I think the, the roughy, uh, sort of the forgotten horse is amenable. Um, you just got to look at, um, you know, his Memsey run two starts back against the superstars like, you know, Mr. Brightside, his favourite for the King Charles, and I wish I win, his, his favourite for the Everest, um, and Alligator Blood, his favourite for the Might and Power. You know, that's the form that he's come out of. And in that race, he ran plus eight to the last 600, which is the second quickest of all runners on the day. It was a big, quicker closing sectionals um, of the race and the day. Um, I thought he was just flat in the test Ross, and probably because he was having his third run at 1,400 again. He just needs more ground now. Um, and, and a sting out of the good track might help them too. So, uh, you know, my sort of strategy here, I think we're going to back Antino, save on Amelia Jewel, but also also back Amenable, um, because if he runs to that Menzi run, then he could be the one that knocks them all over. At Ramwick, the big miles, the King Charles worth $5 million. You've got Think It Over at 13, Mr. Brightside, the best miler in this country at the moment anyway, at 220. Zaki at $9, Light Infantry Man 
at $9. And then we go down to Buckaroo. They tell me he worked like a winner the other day, $23. Kovalika, $19. And Fangirl, I think she's at a big price on a rock-hard track at six fifty for Waller and McDonald. Yeah, look, plenty of speed here. Zaki should leave on sort of an above-average speed. We've got Redina, Mr. Brightside, Zay, Rhett, Golden Mile, all sort of on pace. And, you know, lighting from Truman and Buckaroo and think it over will uh, not be too far away either. Um, you know, obviously a strong race here with, with $5 million. Mr. Brightside clearly flying. has won five in a row, including three this prep. But it comes to Sydney now. Uh, it's just so short and what's a really strong race that I've, I've got a bet around. And I think that the two imports... A really high class. Lighting for two man. He's had six runs in Europe since the Golden Eagle. After five placings, four at Group One level. He was second beat in the head in the uh, Group One in France. He's third in the Queen Anne. Um, he's a miler from the Marseille. He's that curtain aboard. He's a really big chance. And, and Buckaroo has only beaten half a length in the same France Group One. He then ran third in the Wolferton um, at Royal Ascot. And, and the horses have sort of won or placed in that race include horses that have won Group Ones here, like Sir Dragon, A. Cox played a deed. Magic one and contributor, so that that's always a, a really strong form line. We know Joseph O'Brien has a great track record here, and Hugh Bloman aboard. I, I, I can't believe that that horse is, is sort of twenty one dollars. Um, so I'm really keen on, on backing the imports here. I think Light Infantry Man and Buckaroo are really strong bets. I think you know from the Aussie horses, Chris Waller's got a great record on this race, and Fangirl, like you said, is definitely a chance. Kovalika, I think, um, can run a big race as well, but. Um, uh, but the two I'm really keen on, and sort of at the price of a light infantry man and Buckaroo, they've just got the class to, to really run a big race here. Let's have a look at the Everest. I wish I wins firmed in over the last 24 hours. Now into 460 with bet 365. Private I 650. Think about it. Still the favourite, 420. Over past $12. Bonus Notches, 15. Away 50, $13. In secret, $12. Espiona, 15. Shinzo, 17. And the blinkers on from a nice gate cylinder. He's had good backing since the Barry draw. He's now into single figures at $8.50. Dean, who wins the Everest? Yeah, interesting race to profile. Um, when you combine the TJ Smith and the Everest um, in the last sort of 12 years, 18 races, only one horse has won it second up. Um, and yet you've got so much of this field coming in second up, pretty much the, uh, you know, the top five. Um, I wish I were in private eye. I think about it. I do overpass all second up. So alcohol free. Then you got mares that don't have a good record. So you rule out alcohol free in secret. Um, and uh, Espiona. And it's it's a really interesting race to profile. The three-year-olds have such an incredible record in this race that I think our horse cylinder um, is looking a really good bet here. You know, he won the pain and the run to the rose is prep. All the golden rose run, you know, running racing wide, no cover in that race and, 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 and only getting beaten in the photo was huge. Um, he gets blinkers the first time. You know, two of the six Everest winners have been three-year-olds. His fourth up, he just profiles really ideally. And I, and I think Cylinder is actually the one to beat. Um, Private Eye was really impressive winning the shorts first up. Again, race three wide, no cover, which is very tough to do. And, and yet um, was most impressive on the line, winning that quite comfortably. He ran second in this race, second up. And he's certainly going just as well now. And, and Nash is, is undoubtedly the best rider in Sydney at the moment. So... Uh, you know, I've got Cylinder and, and, and Private Eye is the two I'm really keen to back. And I would have been keen to back I Wish I Win, but I just think that, that gate's going to be poison and, and um, it's just not going to work out for him. All right, mate. Um, I don't know if you'll be like singing and shout the bar of King Colorado wins the guineas. No, mate, I, I could do anything, to be honest. So uh, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. 
<laughs> hey, mate, we, we love your work. It's such a big day of racing. It doesn't get any better for us punters. And um, if you want to back a winner, all you need to do is go to Winning Edge Investments, go to the membership page, type in SEN, and you get a 50% lifetime discount from a membership. So that is uh, the best winner that you could back all weekend. Dino, um, I wish you the best of luck, mate. Go and live that dream and win a guineas. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. And uh, good to chat with you and good luck to everyone tomorrow. There's Dean Evans from winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters, as you just heard from Dino. Throughout the spring racing carnival, chances are you're about to lose. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with bag of tips today. Ray Hickson joins me. Ray, ah, oh, it's exciting. Everest, Steve, mate. Um, how are we backing a winner at Randwick tomorrow as I say good morning to you? Yeah, great, Gareth. Well, Everest is such a doozy, isn't it? I'm going to stay away from it in, in my best bets, though. Um, it's such an open race. So we'll, we'll kick off the best garrison race three, the Reginald Allen, number four, Arctic, Arctic Glamour. Uh, this filly was so impressive winning her maiden at Rose Hill at a midweek meeting recently. Um, look, you've got to believe what you see with that. Uh, I, I know the form behind her probably hasn't stood up yet, but she just absolutely pummeled them. And last preparation, she showed a lot of promise. I think she's going to live up to it. Looks to be good speed in this race, and I think she'll be able to sail down the middle and make it uh, two from two this prep. So race three, number four, we'll go race four, number three, in the gloaming, Tom Kitten. This is his race to lose. Uh, he was enormous in the Dulcify a couple of weeks ago, as everyone would have seen. Uh, racing wide, carting the field up to a strong speed, and he was still trying to run them down at the finish. He gets a soft gate for Nash this time around, and I don't, don't think they'll be beating him. Race four, number three. And we'll stay in the blue colours for race six, number two, Volana. Um, another horse I think this race sets up really well for. There should be good speed in the Sydney Stakes. He should be able to get a good spot in the first half of the field. Uh, he was an impressive winner first up, albeit on a heavy track, uh, back at Randwick over 1,200 metres in April. Trialled up really nicely. Uh, he's got a great fresh record. I think he's really hard to beat. Volana race six, number two. We just had Matty Johns and had a chat to Matty Johns and Andrew Webster who are doing a show next door. Matty's with Hawaii 5-0. Andrew said he was at the Barrage Rule the other night. He's all over overpass. And Andrew Voss, he's with Hawaii 5-0 as well for Gay Waterhouse and Jerry Harving and Singo. And the team there at Aquas. What about you, mate? Have you got a tip for us in the Everest? I landed on I Wish I Win. I'm not going to be yep. afraid of Barrier One. Um, I think Luke Nolan knows what he's doing. And I think he brings the best turn of foot in the race. And I think if he gets into the clear and he's within striking range, and I think he will be from Barrier One, um, he'll be hard to run down. I really tried to talk myself into Cylinder. Yes. Uh, the three-year-old, I, I'm very wary of him with the blinkers on, and that nice soft gait. He's racing well this prep. And it's such a, uh, it's a good field, but it's an even field. And, it, you know, it could be a three-year-old uh, that, that gets, uh, gets the job done this year. But, mate, I could sit here and make a case for a really good case for probably 10 of the 12 of them and yeah. a minor no. case for the other, for the other two. So um, great, great contest, impossible betting race. If you like something, back it. Um, you're looking forward to seeing what unfolds. Can't wait, mate. Thanks for your time, Ray. Easy. Thanks, Gareth. There's Ray Hicks and the Sydney Everest Carnival, which kicked off on the 16th of September for nine weeks of world-class racing. And tomorrow is its pinnacle race day with Everest Day. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com. 
Au. Dean Watling, hello to you, mate. What are we doing at Randwick tomorrow with your best bets? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, it's an outstanding betting meeting. Oh, outstanding meeting, but probably on the betting front, it's a little bit tricky. I played a little bit of a straight bat. I think the best bet of the day comes up in race three, number four, Arctic Glamour. I was dynamic winning last start at Rose Hill. Uh, fastest last six, last four, and last two in the entire meeting. Now rises to 1,400 metres on the way to 1,000 guineas. I think it will prove way too strong for these. They're going to have four units on race three, number four, Arctic Glamour. Uh, we move on to the, the next race, the gloaming stakes over 1,800 metres for the three-year-olds. Tom Kitten's hard enough to beat, but I think he's too short. I'm going to have one unit on race four, number eight, Snowman, who is dynamic winning in that same meeting as Arctic Glamour uh, rose through in the midweeks. We saw Riff Rocket, the second horse, come out and bolt in since. And I think you get the lovely map here with Hugh Bowman going in the saddle, and I think he's hard enough to beat. So race four, number eight, Snowman. We move to the feature event of the day, race seven, number three, think about it. I'm going to have one unit on him. I think he just gets the perfect setup in this race. Um, stays at 1,200 metres, which is a slight concern, but from that draw, I can't see him running a bad race. And we round out the day, Gareth. I'm not sure if you're going to like this selection, but race nine, um, quickly, number 15, 0.5 units each way on a tissue. I think she's the best roughly of the day. All right, then. I like it if you like it. A tissue race nine, number 15 there each way, half a unit. You got Think About It in the Everest. Snowmen to cause a bit of an upset there in that three-year-old staying event. And everyone's all over. Arctic Glamour this morning, race three, number four. Enjoy Everest Day, Dino, you superstar. DeanWatling.com to catch all of his action. Thanks, Dino. There's Thank Dean Watling. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. Firstlightracing.com.au. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com And it's time for Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel. Now, one of my favourite race meetings is the Manangatang Cup and it will be conducted this weekend, which is just around the corner from the Ultima Hotel. So Shane Bennett will be there with his big cowboy boots and his cowboy hat our great mate, and he'll be serving up Carlton Drafts off the wood, and they'll be, as the, they'll be the coldest beers in the Mallee. So make sure if you're around the Monangatang area and you're going to the Cup, drop in and say good day to our great mate, Shane Bennett. You mentioned Giddy Up, you get a free pot. So good on you, Benno. Oz Equipment Rentals, look them up at ozequipment.com. Cranbourne today, Mitchie Lewis likes Jewel Bay, race one, number one, three and a half units, and race nine, number three, Bombastic Boy, one and a half units, and we've got a text message coming through. And I apologise, I haven't been able to get to any this morning. We've been that busy, but this one has stood out. Gee, man, I've got one for bag of tips. Cranburn race two, Jenny so pretty. Crack and trial win on the Cranburn track in fast time, not ask for an effort. Um, gorgeous looking horse, jump on. Do you know whoever that is? You're right on the money because I had a chat to David Eustace on Stable Mail yesterday. I said, Dave, what's your best, mate? And he goes, Gareth, I hate to I hate to not give you one on Saturday, but I've got one for you on Friday night. And he mentioned Jenny, so pretty. So go and get them tonight, Jenny. So that's race two, number five. Tatura, Mitchy Lewis likes race seven, number one. Wilmot Pass, three units there, race seven, number one. Luke Hovanessian at Tamworth, race four, number six, Super Extreme, 1.5 units. And race six, number 12, Knight Patra, one and a half units. At Coffs Harbour. Luke likes race four, number six, Brave Sailor, two units there. Garrett's Horse and Hound full of the Equine Essentials. 
Darren Carroll, good morning to you. We'll get to your tips at Mildura and Geelong first of all. Then I'll ask you about Melton tomorrow night on that dream program for Vic Cup night and also the Oaks and the Derby. Um, hello to you first of all, mate. Where do we start with your specials today and tonight? Morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, we start off at Mildura. Um, most of these have been trimmed up because after 10 o'clock we get a fair few fluctuations. So we'll go with them anyhow. Uh, race 10, number 11, regardless. Um, over 21.90. Um, just gives it a chance to work into it from the barrier, so we'll negate that. Aaron Dunn on board. Uh, go into the death and dictate, and I think it'll just be too good. So three units on it. It's currently into about even money, but um, might get out because of the draw. Then we move on to Geelong tonight. Um, there's two there that I'm really keen on, and they've been trimmed up already this morning. Um, so race seven, number three, cool night. Um, significant class drop for, for it. Listen to this. The last five starts, who's won the races? The real Sherlock, Techie's Angel, Soho Moonraker, the first dance, and the real Sherlock. So that says it all. Um, it's already been trimmed in Dodds on, but we'll have four units on it tonight. And the other one I'm really keen on at Geelong is race eight, number four, Elder Baron Dexter, trained by our friend uh, from South Australia and Ryan Rahorik, uh, who does a great job with his team. So he's got this one over here. Just absolutely loves the stand start. So see it fine in the front. And from there, just to be awfully hard to beat. So I'll have four units on it as well at Geelong. And the last one, I think, was about $1.80, Gareth. Beautiful, mate. What about tomorrow at Melton? Have you got a stand out there? Um, what a race. We said earlier in the week that we wanted to take that double. So I think we should stick to that, shouldn't we? And have um, yep. the double ladies in red into um, Queen Elida. And Correct. the other one I'm really keen on is the real Sherlock in the Victoria Derby. I think he finds the front. And um, from there, um, we'll take in a mighty effort from the uh, the MS Stewart camp horses because they'll have to do work. So very keen on the real Sherlock, Gareth. All right, then the real Sherlock. So just having a look um, on Saturday, if all races are up, they are. It's I've uh, got 250. One. Hmm? Okay. I've got one for you. Yep. I have got one for you. Um. I don't know if I should. Re- I'll reveal it. Hot to trot. Where It'll about? be winning at Melton. Hot to trot. Oh, It'll be winning. Wow. Okay. Did did our uh, our great friend Anthony Butt tip it to you? Did he? He declared it. Declared um, it. There you go. I what thought it'd be two dollars. We're getting nineteen dollars. <laughs> Come at us every day of the week. Rick Keyang ignited. Probably gallop it's out not, like it. It'll probably gallop short. out. Every time we're on the Paddy League gallopers or paces, <laughs> they gallop. Um, Look, Luxley, it's a really nice horse keying night, but it shouldn't be $1.25. That's just ridiculously short. Yeah. Um, so that's just meant there's overpriced and hot to trot. Uh, Aroa Car and Loxley Lover, there too, we got odds. Um, so there's one that's way under the odds there. But, no, it probably deserves to be about $1.80, $1.90, but it shouldn't be $1.25. All right, mate. Just get, I'm just, don't tell anyone, but there you go. <laughs> $19. Thanks, we'll see if we can take yeah. care of that. See ya. Don't, and yeah. uh, good luck to the Ningting races tomorrow too. I won't get there. I'll be at Big, big Cup. But um, I agree with everything you said. It's a great day there. So if you're getting along, have a ball. Beautiful. Drop into the Ultima Hotel. Thanks for that, mate. That's right. See ya. Tachaki looks a good thing at the Sunshine Coast. So that's race five, number nine there tonight, if you're having a bet. Race five, number nine. Um, Garrett's Horse and Hound stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au, grnz.co.nz. For everything New Zealand Greyhound Racing, Matty Claridge, hello to you. Take it away with your best at Ascot Park and Hattrick, mate. Hey, Gareth. Happy Friday, mate. We've got uh, four in total, one from Ascot and three from Hattrick tonight. So the first one, 
Ascot Park, race six, number one, Rajah Bale. This is a distance race. Um, gets a very good draw for this. Um, obviously, Apoa Louise will be a danger coming off an Aussie campaign, but I think Rajah Bale can be somewhere thereabouts. Two units at around the $4 mark. And then we go on to hat trick later tonight. Race one, number two, Big Time Jaya. Um, meets a relatively weak maiden field on paper here. She should find the lead from the draw and be too good, hopefully. Five units at around $1.65. Then later on in the evening, race 10, number nine, big time Sonic gets off the ballot for this. Uh, form's only fair, but he's more than capable in this type of lineup. Box seven stats are outstanding. Should be swooping around them all going well. Three units at $2.80. And then finishing it off in the last, race 12, number six, boot scoot boogie. Very speedy canine since the debut. Put together four on the bounce. Um, look very stylish in doing so. Only concern would be the first look at the track tonight, but I think... Um, she'll go very well. Huge win chance. Two units at around $3. Good on you, Matty. What about Postman Pat? We'll be live there at Wentworth Park tonight for the Million Dollar Chase. He's a Kiwi still, isn't he? Uh, yeah, technically, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, very exciting stuff. Uh, we're all setting our alarms over here, mate. Should um, should be a big performance, hopefully. And, um, yeah, should go well. Love your work, Matty. Thanks for that. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Same to you. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand greyhounds.